now available at retail for the very first time from our friends at Time Life, Dolly, the ultimate collection. Dolly, the ultimate collection, a dazzling and delightful six-DVD collection highlighting many of the greatest moments from the incredible career of Dolly Parton, the undisputed queen of country music. Dolly, the ultimate collection, available nationally in Walmart stores and select retailers beginning Tuesday, September 21st, from our friends at Time Life. Hi, this is Lewis Gretzky, Jr. You're listening to TV Confidential. Gentle for a thousandth time, men and women have different obligations. I know, but how do we know that? Why? 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 film and on television, a life that spans literally the course of the past 102 years, because Nehemiah Persoff just turned 102. The many faces of Nehemiah Persoff available, classictvseriesbooks.com, classictvseriesbooks.com, as well as amazon.com. I want to button, I want to go back to a topic we were talking about a little while ago. Like a lot of kids growing up in the 30s, uh, the 20s and the 30s, he spent his Saturday afternoons at the movie house. That was a refuge for him and a lot of kids in his neighborhood. But we should point out that it okay. It only cost a dime to go to the movies those days and get seven hours of entertainment. Nick worked his butt off just to you know, so that he had that dime that he could spend every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. He used to work uh, with push carts and... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting. He he was very. Uh, he used the economy uh, in certain words. It, it had to really mean something, and then he said it with a, a, a very genuine subtext sometimes. And when he told me about the depression, he said he used the word terrible depression. And when he said terrible, I could see the the discomfort in his eyes. And, you know, Stanislavski used to say the eyes are the mirror to the soul, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I could look down into the soul and see the still the, the pain that he, he he had, the residual pain from living in, in that uh, decade, because it, it really was, what he said, an awful, awful time to, to not only for oneself, but to watch people and what they went through and, uh, and, and struggling for nickels and dimes and God, God awful. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. The the movie the movie house became his his escape, and uh, he discovered that he had a, a talent for making people laugh and cry by telling them the stories and acting out the characters that he saw. Absolutely. Yes, and he discovered his gift as a young man to tell stories orally. He, at age one hundred and two, he's channeled the gift of telling those stories on paper. And you mentioned the word he spoke with economy. He writes with economy. I mean, this is not a big book. It's, it's not a big book. Some would say, well, I want more. But he he speaks with great economy, and yet he speaks very vividly. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see the images of the town that he grew up in uh, before he came to America. You see the images of him playing stickball with his friends in Brooklyn. You know, he just, <laughs> he, right. he just he has a gift for evoking word pictures and oh, yeah. uh, and so it's just it's it's a great read it's 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 very absorbing and uh he's a you know it's you know this it's harder to write with economy 
Oh boy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And when you do so, uh, you find that less is more. Yeah. And and uh, it's very affecting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what interests me too, Ed, and amazes me. Like at the at the convention, the people that were buying the books, I was able to sell out of the books that I had. That's great. There was a very attractive gal. Uh, she would come to the. Uh, convention every year. She teaches. She's a professor at the uh, university in Towson, Maryland. And she came up to the table and said hello, and we exchanged, uh, you know, uh, amenities. And and then she saw the book and uh, on uh, on Nick, and she bought it. And and she said, you know, my favorite episode of Route 66 was the one where he guested uh, an incident on a bridge, which was a uh, uh, the one of two. Both both episodes were really outstanding, and uh, it, it, I thought to myself, "Wow!" I said, "Here's something that was done in, in the early 1960s, and here, uh, 60 years later, people are talking about it. It's in their thoughts and in their their minds, and it, it's it makes me realize how how powerful." Uh, the medium is and how powerful honest truthful acting is you know that it, it would remain and have such longevity and Nick's this is what this is one of the things Nick talks about in the many faces of Nehemiah he is a stage actor if you asked him what do you do he would I'm, I'm willing to bet he would define himself as a stage actor first and foremost that is what he did much of his life in between all the various things he did for movies and in television but one of the things he talks about and he's very grateful for is there are a lot of great stage actors in New York in the 40s and 50s when he was learning his craft as an actor and making his mark and when television particularly came into being that created opportunities for a lot of actors in New York as well as in Hollywood, but not all stage actors were able to make the transition necessary to work in television. Nick did, and the fact that he was good-looking, that was a bonus, too. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you bring up. He, he refers to, I remember, about... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, bone structure and expression and uh, how the camera reflects that on the individual actor. You know, the camera is very revelatory and, uh, you know, a lot of the times you you don't have to do a lot. You do you do more with your eyes, really, where on the stage it's a whole different ballgame where you have to reach out and project to people uh, further back. Uh, and uh, that's very true. That's very true. Um, you know, it's funny. This point I just made about years, years and years later, and and how it would it would Im- impress upon people uh, w- things they saw on television, in the movie theaters. There's a story. This isn't in the book, but it's a, it's always one of my favorite stories. In in 1958. He did a televised version uh, with a very good cast uh, on Playhouse 90 for For Whom the Bell Tolls. Mm -hmm. And he played that role of Pablo. Uh, Now, Akeem Tamiroff had played that role in the 1943 film. Now, there's a memorable scene in the movie, if you recall, that had Gary Cooper trying to antagonize Tamiroff, who they thought was a traitor, Mm -hmm. and who continually replied, I don't provoke. (laughs) Uh, You know, and he would... Cooper smacked him, and he says, I don't provoke. He hit him again. Anyway, from 
from what um, Nick had heard, uh, uh, Tamirov wanted to reprise his role in the TV version, and he was very resentful that he wasn't cast. So when uh, they were both cast in the Naked City episode, he was sure that Tamirov would try to trip him up sometime during the course of filming. He never mentioned it until the final day. They were on the streets of New York where, where, while they were setting up a shot, and they were sitting side by side, and noticed a man standing nearby staring at the both of them. He would stare at Tamirov, then at Nick, and then back at Tamirov, then at Nick, and finally Tamirov got annoyed, and he said, uh, what are you staring at? What do you want? And the man looked at him very slowly, and he said, I don't provoke. <laughs> to which Tamirov replied, Oh, the movie or the TV show? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that story. I just... <laughs> but, it, you know, that and the girl coming up to the table and all the people at the convention, thousands of people, it, it's very gratifying to see that you know, when we write these books, and you've written some really good ones on television series, and you know this for a fact, it's so much work, and it's pleasurable, but it's uh, an amazing amount of detail you want to furnish and not cheat your audience, and you want to be honest and accurate. It's so gratifying when you meet these people later on who buy the book, and you see them talk about these TV shows yeah. and, and movies and go into such detail. And you realize how, uh, how, how important it is in their life, you know? What an important part of their life is vested in this uh, pop culture. And again, it's very, it's very gratifying. We're very grateful to be spending some time with our friend Jim Rosen. Jim Rosen, the publisher of The Many Faces of Nehemiah, the memoirs of his cousin Nehemiah Persoff, one of the great character actors of the 20th century. The Many Faces of Nehemiah, available through ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com, ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com, as well as Amazon.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Jim mentioned recently appearing at the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention this past August. Jim is scheduled to appear at the Williamsburg Nostalgia Fest in Williamsburg, Pennsylvania, November 11th through November 13th. WilliamsburgNostalgiaFest.com, WilliamsburgNostalgiaFest.com. Jim also recently published two novellas. Uh, one is called Butterfly, One, the other is called Bell Garden Beat. Both have received very good reviews. You can also find Butterfly and Bell Garden Beat at ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com. We're talking about Nick was also, was for all his many great roles on the stage, Richard III, King Lear, Shalom Alechem. Uh, did I say that correctly? It's sort of, it's okay. <laughs> is a very it's a, it's a difficult language because there are let's face it there are uh, sounds in the letters in the Hebrew alphabet that just don't exist in English yes it's a very evocative language and, yeah. and, and it's it's a language that people like me it, it's very easy for people like me to butcher but um, well 
you did okay. It's it, it's not easy. It's not a, it's, it's 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 a foreign language. You know, it's uh, uh, yeah. But alechem. Um, yeah, what? that's all right. Yeah, alechem. Yeah, okay. actually, what that means is alechem uh, means uh, uh, peace unto you. Okay. Uh, to you, to you. Uh, Shalom is peace. Shalom is, in, in, uh, in Hebrew, uh, it means three things. It can be hello, goodbye, or peace. So when you say Shalom Aleichem, you're saying peace unto you. Well, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem was, uh, among many things, he wrote Fiddler on the Roof. And, uh, uh, and uh, Nehemiah... Uh, did a one-man show uh, which he played Alechem and which played for many, many years in many, many venues, including a three-month run in San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think he won the Bay Area Critics Award. He won the L.A. Drama Critics Award. You know, it's interesting. Barbara Streisand came to see him do Sholem Alechem at a little theater on La Cienica Boulevard uh, called the, the Coronet. Mm-hmm. It was a revival. It was 10 years after he had originally done it at the Oxford Theater in L.A., and um, she spent a good hour with him, I think, uh, backstage afterwards because she was uh, prepping Yentl, and uh, I believe the actor that they hired to play her father that she wanted was Morris Karnofsky, wonderful older Jewish actor, but he couldn't pass the physical. So she got wind, I think, of Sholem Aleichem being uh, uh, running at the uh, at the coronet, and she came with, uh, I believe, Sis uh, Corman, who is a very good casting director and a personal friend of hers. And uh, they went backstage and talked to Nick, and uh, I think a few days later she hired him to play her father, based on you know what she saw on stage and uh, his background and. Uh, it turned out that it was a wonderful movie, and he was very appropriate for that role. Yeah, and and he's he's got some great stories about working with with Streisand, not only as an acting partner, but very complimentary of her work and her style as a director, because she also yes. directed the motion picture. Yeah, I won't reveal that story, but it's a it's a, it's very interesting, very interesting story. Uh, um, I had the privilege of working with her for a couple of days in a movie called Mirror Has Mirror Has Two Faces. Mm-hmm. It was a movie with Jeff Bridges and and she, and was filmed in Astoria. That the scene that I worked in was filmed in Astoria, uh, on Long Island, and uh, she was directing it as well as starring, which is no easy feat. And she was very sharp, very detailed, uh, very concerned about each shot, and. Uh, it, 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 she's, you know, it's a common thread among uh, people who are uh, gifted. You know, when they work uh, on a TV show or a movie or a stage play, they make such an investment in themselves. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of responsibility. They feel that that their their integrity stems from that responsibility that they feel toward the audience to get it right and and to to give them a an entertaining experience a moving experience and make it worth their while and uh she's she's that kind of person and performer yeah and as a director she certainly manifested that nehemiah persoff shares many great stories of working with the likes of barbara streisand 
John Wayne, Charles Lawton, Lee Strasberg, Humphrey Bogart, and many, many others in the many faces of Nehemiah, the many faces of Nehemiah, the story of Nehemiah's Persoff's life and career on stage, film, and television. The Many Faces of Nehemiah by Nehemiah Persoff, available ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com, ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com, as well as Amazon.com. Jim Rosen will be back next week for part two of our conversation. We'll talk some more about the career of Nehemiah Persoff. Plus, we'll ask Jim about his two new novellas, one of which is called Butterfly, the other which is called Bell Garden Beat, both Butterfly and Bell Garden Beat, also available classic TV series books. Dot com And as we mentioned before, you can meet Jim Rosen at the Williamsburg Nostalgia Fest in Williamsburg, Virginia, November 11th through November 13th. Take a quick time out, then we'll play part two of our conversation with Phil Rosenzweig about the life and career of Reginald Rose. We come back on TV Confidential. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.